Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by the Capital Preservation Society, where everyone can be a true American hero. Visit us today in Rivet City. And now, on to our show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fallout Off the Record, episode 31, A Lincoln to the Past. We welcome you all to this special occasion. It's Lincoln's birthday for us here in America. And, uh, yeah, before let's before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors tonight. This presidential music sounds really strange with these sponsors. Anyway, before that, while this is still playing, I'll just tell you what tonight's episode is about. All the Lincoln stuff with Fallout 3. So we'll be talking about, you know, the Temple of the Union, his weapons, and all that stuff, the toys, and where you can find them, and all that jazz, and the related quests. So anyway... Before we get into that, we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you go to TweakedAudio.com and order your... (laughs) Who are you? I can't... I can't... Sorry, that music just... Sounds so ridiculous over a Tweaked Audio ad. (laughs) Anyway, we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you need more expensive, awesome headphones... To hear me wonderfully in the sultry tones of my voice, head to tweakedaudio.com and enter our code off the record, which is all one word, at checkout, and you'll receive 30% off with free shipping. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's that one. And then we're also sponsored by audible.com. If you use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgaming and slash questgaming network, sign up for your free 30 day trial on Audible. With Audible, you'll receive a free audiobook. And Shaleen recommends Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin. This nonfiction book describes how President Lincoln brought together his political opponents to form his cabinet and steered them through the Civil War. So yeah, uh, Shaleen recommends that Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin when you sign up for our uh, and when you sign up for the Audible trial using our link there. You can also become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash questgaming network. Um for uh, yeah, slash and and signing up for one of our many reward programs there. You can also donate to us using our PayPal link on our website, which is questgamingnetwork.com. And you can also help us out with the very uh, the very best way we think, uh, non financially. Share us on social media, send us your emails, like, subscribe to this video, and uh, retweet us and tell all your friends about how awesome Fallout OTR is. So yeah, in honor of Lincoln's birthday today, like I said before, the show is all about the former U.S. president and his connections into the Fallout universe. And beyond that, we have news, gameplay, history, lore, weapon of the week, and items of the week, and some listener emails. So let's go ahead and get into the news. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shalene? Well, we had a pretty big week in Fallout news. It just seems like every week there's a lot of news, more than I would think. But to start out with, we have a story from Eurogamer.net. Paul Watson, who works at Eurogamer, discovered that his limited edition vinyl soundtrack set had a warped disc in it. Um, so do you remember that vinyl set? It was really cool. The The records were blue, you know, that Fallout blue and... They were really cool. I don't know if you. I guess you didn't I, I see don't, them. I don't. I don't remember. But it's this really freaking sweet set of soundtrack 
records, vinyl records. And one of his was warped, and he provided proof that the item was damaged, but they only gave him a partial refund. They made him smash the rest of the discs to get a full refund. What? Mm-hmm. Where was this they from? Made, like, who'd he buy uh, it from? From the Bethesda store. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Bethesda customer service. Well, it's not Bethesda that runs the store. Think Geek runs the Bethesda store. And oh. uh, Bethesda has followed up with them saying that that is not the kind of service they want folks to experience from their store. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, you can see, uh, I feel like they should maybe rethink who runs their store. Mm. Because I also had an abysmal customer service experience. Uh, and we would still not have our mystery minis if uh, Uncle Pete had not stepped in for us. That's true. You're absolutely <laughs> true. That's right. Yeah. So, I remember that. Good old Uncle Pete. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty interesting story. They they actually made him kill the rest of his records. And, and that's... It was a limited edition set. There was only uh, like a few hundred of them. So he didn't right. get any more? He, he mm-hmm. couldn't get another one? Mm-mm. They were sold out. That limited. sucks. He must be like devastated. I hope I would I would be greatly sad. I hope Bethesda kind of makes up for that. But I come to think of it, um I had this theory in my head for a split second that Easy Pete from New Vegas had a reference to like Pete Hines. But then I realized <laughs> that was Obsidian and not Bethesda. So yeah. moving on. <laughs> hey, can we can we deviate from the news for a minute? <laughs> That's what we do the best here. Are you okay? I bought these shoes. What I wanna show you my shoes. What? <laughs> no way yeah those are so rad for our audio listeners these are uh fallout blue and yellow vault 111 sneakers <laughs> and they're glorious they're so cute and they're very comfy as well they were on sale so who they look like those uh sakani jazz shoes they do look like those they, uh, <laughs> the, the chat like room just well. like the, the two comments in the chat room are only wow <laughs> Oh, the men's love it. The box is really cool too. It totally looks like uh, something from the Fallout universe. That's pretty. That is pretty rad. So sorry for that, guys. Had to to deviate from the news to show you sneakers off the record. Oh, (laughs) that uh, that raised your uh, sneakers up by two points. Very good, Rick. Very good. Oh, we're just shoehorning it in today. (laughs) Oh yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> I love accidental puns. That was that was brilliant. Speaking Chris. of accidental puns, last episode was called um Do You Have a Geiger Counter? And <laughs> people kept commenting, what was the call what was the Minus response? The shop. Minus in the shop. And I could not figure out why people were just saying this random line until it clicked three days after the show when on iTunes that it was a direct reference to the railroad. So, uh, yes, I am a well, host of a Fallout show. I, I'm really bad at writing titles. Here's some inside baseball for the podcast. I'm really bad at writing titles, and I put terrible titles on our episodes, and Rick usually changes them to something much better. And uh, last week I was like, you know what, Rick, I'm really attached to this one. I really like this title, if you wouldn't mind not changing it. And he looks at me like, okay. I thought you were ridiculous. I'm like, like, no, Rick, this one's really clever. I'm really proud of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> ah, that went way over my head. All right. <clears throat> back so back to the news. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Patch 1.3 is now actually available on everything. It's it's out on all mm, platforms. Yep. And uh, I'd like to say that it's really noticeable on my Xbox One. It's much prettier. The game is graphically... It's much closer to parity uh, with Fallout on PC. Uh, it's it's not there. I'm not saying it's it looks like PC. Um, of course, the frame rate is unchanged, but the draw distance is much better, and it's it's noticeably much prettier, uh, much better looking game on my Xbox One. Their comparison, Bethesda tweeted out a GIF um, or GIF to compare the two together, the draw distance of the the uh, Xbox bef- or console before and after the patch, I was thoroughly surprised on how bad it looked before that patch. Mm-hmm. That was bad. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but that was bad. Yeah. Well, you know, the consoles are capable of less than, uh, less than PC. You know, that's if you have a good PC, assuming. So that's, that's just the way it is. I don't know. I know, but I didn't realize it was. I didn't realize it was like that, though. I, mm-hmm. I just thought that was insane. Well, anyways, it's noticeably much better looking now. It is, and I appreciate it. So, moving on, our next article came from Kotaku. A YouTuber, the Lord L A W D, is making a video <laughs> series in which he is documenting each unmarked location in Fallout Four. Oh, and sweet! That's cool. The examples that I watched were uh, this raider gravesite. A, a raider had buried his his raider companions. And there were some other really neat videos. It's very cool. So if you uh, maybe don't have time to explore that widely, but you have a lot of time to watch YouTube, that would be pretty cool. Just check out his his series of videos there. Yeah, I definitely will. I know there's there's a lot more unmarked locations in this. It feels like than the other past fallouts. Well, you know, when I began playing, I felt like there wasn't. But the further along that I get, and now that I've finished the story and I'm taking my time with exploring, there's a ton of detail in the world. Just a ton of detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is. Now we have some mod news for you from GameSpot. This is by Nexus user Ren, R-E-N-N. It adds gear from Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which was a very acclaimed game of 2015. I haven't played it. It looks rad. It includes crossbows. Uh, is it Geralt or Gerald? Uh, Geralt? I don't Gifford know. That- <laughs> I believe it's Geralt. <laughs> Geralt's starting outfit and a wolf mask. And uh, what makes this mod really special is that CD Projekt Red, the developer of The Witcher gave the modder permission to use actual textures from the game uh, in this mod. So that's why it looks so good. And there was also a mod by Akiba91 that adds Metal Gear 5 characters, Venom Snake and Quiet, to Fallout. And those are actually, uh, they have approval from Konami to use the assets from that game as well. What? Yeah. Really? Really. Huh. I -hmm. thought Konami was a little tight with their assets i don't know but if you think fallout needs more bikini then <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> just sorry i don't know that character quiet a big large almost bare-chested silent lady <laughs> just yeah strange strange anyway so moving along 
from from that awkward awkward <clears throat> change there. This one's also from Kotaku. This is kind of our zany Kotaku news for the day. Bethesda sent out uh, and okay. Excuse me for I'm going to really horribly mispronounce this. I'm sure. So excuse me. <laughs> Nani Nishimasuka. What will you have? Instant ramen to Japanese press such as Famitsu. And they have Takahashi on the label. So it's it's uh, Takahashi bowls of noodles. Very cool. I loved it. It is pretty cool looking. This and awesome. this, I think this was just kind of a, a press, kind of a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. These probably won't be available for sale, but oh. it's so cool. And I think I, I love it. I would love to have Takahashi ramen. I think that's even more cool than the Nuka Quantums. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I guess so. I, if maybe not if really, maybe, you disagree. I, I don't know. It's just it's okay to disagree, Rick. No, it's not that I disagree. I just doesn't tickle my fancy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are you are you much of an instant noodle fan? No, uh, I'm. <laughs> and and I'm a I, cook, I I so. do enjoy instant noodles. I'm an engineer uh, I have a bachelorette. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. I like me some instant noodles sometimes. No, I uh, I can't think of the last time I ate instant noodles. I cook everything, so for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep, sorry. Well, good job, Rick. Um, <laughs> that's actually much better, much healthier for you and your family. So, well, so good on you, pal. Depending on what you cook. <laughs> anyway. So that was that was cooking off the record for this week. Which may become an actual segment. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it might I be. I we had talked about that. We did. Would oh you guys? Yeah, let's that's put that out there. Cool. If you guys would like a cooking segment like Radstad steaks or something like, if we like made these things from in game, let us know if you think that'd be a cool idea. Because we thought yeah, it was a cool that's idea. Something that we have discussed and seriously considered putting on the show. So well, give us feedback. There's one vote from Vendertron. That's a yes. Yay! <laughs> so. Oh, and he's sending me noodles for Christmas. Thanks, Vendertron. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so the next up is our big news for the week, Shaleen. Yes, this we always kind of bury the lead because Bethesda always releases the big news after I've already finished writing the rest of the news. <laughs> so here's our big news for the week. Bethesda announced via Twitter yesterday that we're also doing a complete overhaul of Fallout 4 survival mode. Food, sleep, diseases, danger, and more. Stay tuned. And, and Rick's laughing at the chat room. The chat room so. just said Brahmin noodles. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, man. This, this show. Oh, just, man. I love uh, our chat room. We have any listeners left? Let's tell them all about survival mode. Yes. What do you think about this, Rick? Well, I am thoroughly, thoroughly pleased that they're introducing this. I had said before from the start that I wanted to see this in the game, you know, everything that they're implementing. I I was surprised that, you know, diseases weren't a part of this game since they're always in the Elder Scrolls games. Um, but this leads me to think, and I guess I'll be the critical one here. Were they simply releasing a unfinished game? A-E-I-O-U. An unfinished game. Or were they waiting to see what people would say about a quote-unquote hardcore slash survival mode? And, and I didn't really see anyone yelling about not having one or wanting one or 
I, I guess feel that, like a lot of people were asking for hardcore mode. Before it came out, yeah. But even when it was released, I didn't see much chatter in, in any direction. So, so well, to I, me, the entire internet is crying out, because <laughs> so you suck, let Obsidian make the next one. <laughs> well, I haven't... New Vegas too. I haven't seen that. But I, I, I kind of wonder if this is like they didn't get it done in time and, and they kind of, you know... Mm-hmm. That sort of thing, like just like the draw distance in the patch, like, right? It was like, did they just have to figure it out later, or just to hit a deadline or something? Which doesn't seem like Bethesda's mo, but it does seem like the mm-hmm. way that games are going, where they release something, they wait and see what's wrong. Basically, everyone who buys the game is essentially a beta tester, and um, you know what I mean. Like I see yeah. Call of Duty doing that stuff, um. I don't know. It just I, that that was my thought when I saw this. I don't know how <laughs> game development works, but I think it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> and, I was uh, going to say that's what the chat room just said, and it kind of that fits Bethesda's mo of like, mm-hmm. is it a bug or a feature? Yes. Because <laughs> like, here's the thing: there's a point at which you eventually have to just put the game out. True. They they did work on this game for a long time. And there's there's a point at which you just have to release the game, and uh, it's it was not it was the game was good at release before this patch, you know. I'm, I'm, it's right. I don't want to be critical of it like New Vegas was, you know. Um, New Vegas at, as it is now is a masterpiece, mm-hmm. but New Vegas as it was at launch <laughs> was a complete disaster. Yes. It was an unplayable disaster. That's true. And so I, I feel like we need to remember that. That's we need true. to have a long memory and remember that before we criticize how this game launched. Because there were there were bugs. There's always going to be bugs. Mm-hmm. But there were very few yes. compared yes. to how many there could have been. And I so I think it's really a little bit of both. They didn't release the game. If, if we waited until the dev team was, you know, really super confident until they felt great about the game, we'd still be waiting for the game. <laughs> no, we'd never get the game. That That's very, very, very true. You are absolutely right. That game, you know, I think everyone was waiting for the multitude of game-breaking bugs that were going to be inherent in Fallout 4's release. But there really were maybe one that mm-hmm. was common. Um, so, yeah, it, it uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And when you think back to, you know, I was just thinking about Fallout New Vegas the other day and just kind of like, man, I, I miss that environment. I miss being in the desert mm-hmm. and, and the music that they had. Um, and you're right. It was a very, very good game. Yeah. Also, so, so back to the news. We went pretty far from the original. That's yeah, all right. It's one of those days, Rick. They also teased upcoming Fallout 4 DLC. We know no, no new information, but they said, we know you're ready to learn what's coming for Fallout 4 DLC. We're not far off, and we think you'll be excited. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Here's the thing. What are they going to give us in, in terms of DLC that mods aren't going to give us? You know what I mean? Because now that mods are coming to console, mm-hmm. they I feel like that means the pressure's really on in terms of DLC. Think of how long it's taken them to work on Project Brazil. Mm-hmm. And how kind of funky that game is. There's like no unofficial updates. It's buggy. I mean, I couldn't even get mm-hmm. out of the main area. So DLC is going to offer stability, officialness, and um, mm-hmm. you know patches if something's wrong. 
and you're relying on somebody who's paid to do this, whereas like with mods, they're not paid at all to mod. So they could release something that has a cool premise, but if it's buggy, nobody can play it and they don't have to fix it. So I think I think DLC is going to have a lot to offer. Um, you kind of took this a different direction than than what I what I meant. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you <laughs> That's mean? okay. It was a very interesting conversation. But what I mean is is you know what do you think Bethesda is going to think of that? Oh, that the modding community won't. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm doing the the speaking with the hands on an audio podcast. Well, audio slash good radio. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. So you're asking me basically, what do you think Fallout Bethesda is going to do? Yes, (laughs) in a nutshell. I don't even know. I really don't. I have no speculation whatsoever. I've got nothing on that. I'm not again night here. Not really good at foresight. Just kind of in the now, in the moment. What do you think? I think that they will probably expand settlement building a little bit. I feel like they weren't done with settlement building the way that they they wanted. I don't think they've accomplished what they meant to yet. That does sound. I think they will expand settlements. That does sound like DLC, but it doesn't exactly sound like you know. um, That sounds Uh, more like a Hearthstone type of implementation, not so much like a. Oh, I can't think of the deal. Whatever the titles are. Hearthfire Hearthstone. is what you meant. Hearthstone is the card game. <sighs> yes, Hearthfire. I make the same mistake all the time. But uh, what I meant was, like, it doesn't sound, you know, I think maybe this next announcement might be something more along the lines of... One a, of the story. Lar- a story. One of the larger expansions that I can't think of the name for. Like A Lonesome Road. Is that well, I don't think we're going to get this underwater thing everybody, everybody thinks we're going to get. I freaking hope not. I don't want to I think swim we're going to get a new area. I think they cut the underwater thing because it didn't work right. Maybe. Because who'd want to swim around and fight? I don't know. Do you think it'll be pre-end story or, or post-game story? It might be just an offshoot that doesn't even mm-hmm. interfere with the story. A side story. Yeah. I would, however, like to see some sort of uh, expansion on our decisions because again they have that same class classic mm-hmm. bethesda ending where your decisions really kind of mean nothing um it, not that they don't mean nothing they obviously mean a lot but it just doesn't seem to i don't know it would be kind of cool to have more like like if you sided with the institute it'd be really cool to be able to make decisions within the institute to like make the reputation better you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah so you have like flexibility inside that. But I have no idea what they're going to do. It will be very interesting to see. I hope it's not underwater unless it's like you have to just travel underwater to go to a vault. Um, Raytac, I think I said that right, um, mentioned um, some underwater travel with the, the Yang- Yangtze sub in the harbor. That'd be even cool too to see going to a different country. So like going to China via the Yangtze submarine and helping him rebuild his homeland. You know what I mean? That would be cool. Because, you know, that was one of the things that he wanted to do. He wanted to head back to his hometown and um, he wanted to head back to his hometown and kind of help rebuild and do redo some of the damage that he had helped cause. So it'd be, that would be really cool. And we talked uh, two weeks ago about how one of the Fallout games that didn't make it actually had you going all the way to China through uh, Canada and Russia. I think this game needs more robots. More robots? More robots. 
there are robots, but they're they're not really story robots so much. Well, they're synths, but it's different. You, you need you need more robots. I, yeah, I feel like we need more robots. So gotcha. Anyway, that was the news, and, and the news. Uh, thank you for indulging my my little conversation there. Oh, of course, that's why we are here, Shaleen, to indulge in conversation. But now we are moving on to what we like to call gameplay of the week. And this week, I did our thing. Yay! I did our I did our I did a, the survival challenge basically. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you could see the four screenshots of it there. Uh, I was not so lucky. I lasted about forty five minutes, I believe. I started a character, and I forget what. I, oh, I named him Wally, I believe. Don't know why, but I named him Wally, and I gave him a special of let's see, strength one. I don't know. I, I can tell you what was 10. His agility was 10, his endurance was 10, and his luck was 6, I think. So, because I figured he had to run fast, he had to endure, obviously, and he had to be a little lucky. Unfortunately, that was not the case. I left the vault, and I went right... Uh, let's see here. Which way did I go? I went east. Not south. Not at all. I went east. And, <coughs> excuse me. As I was going east, I stumbled upon a raider and an and an attack dog and I successfully snuck away into a scavenger then successfully snuck away into a pack of wild dogs and then ran back to sanctuary um, and decided to go then west so I was sneaking towards uh, I don't know if you've ever gone west out of sanctuary there's like a um, uh, a uh, not an ATV but an AP, APC uh, vehicle in the middle of a swamp so I avoided the blood bug that's usually there. Do You're shaking your head no. You haven't seen that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, if you go directly west out of Sanctuary, there's an AT, uh, APC in a swamp. There's nothing really there. It's just like I think a helmet and some miscellaneous gear, but there's also a uh, blood bug. So if you go to the right of that a little bit, or the left of that, you go up this hill towards, uh, I think, Abernathy Farm. Mm-hmm. And a little bit um, farther north of Abernathy in that clearing, there's a uh, radio tower. There's also... Some stuff underneath that. There's like a trailer that's, you know, busted out. And then there's like a ranger station that has a few right. um, bloat fly. Dang it. Boat flies. Bloat, bloat fly? flies. Bloat fly. Bloat flies. <laughs> I've gotten and, myself um, confused on which one's which now. A wasteland survival guide. Yeah. So so I headed that way and promptly ran into a yog, uh, stunted yaogwai. Uh, successfully Super. snuck away from that. Yeah, I know, right? And headed south through Abernathy, stealing a few melons. And headed down towards Fort Hagen. Because I was like, you know what? I didn't do the challenge of the glowing sea, of taking a summer vacation to the glowing sea. So I'll try to do that with my survival character, like two challenges with one stone. And as I'm going south past uh, Fort Hagen, I noticed there's this trailer with this rocket on the back that looks like the rocket from ArcJet. And I was like, this should be interesting. And I walk up to the terminal. Um, it didn't need to be hacked. So I was like, great. Booted that up. Um and then hit test fire and then hit through the next screen and backed out of the terminal. And then this little yellow light starts flashing and you hear, ah, ah, ah. and I was like, oh, this is going to test fire. So I back away a little bit. And then I thought to myself, this usually isn't going to, I have a bad feeling. So I like started to mouse up to take a screenshot of this thing flashing <laughs> at the same time it exploded and blew my body apart. So because of my stupidity and trusting the fallout, uh, universe environment, I died, which isn't that how 
you always die in these moments. You let your guard oh, down yeah. once and just poof, dead. So that was that. And uh, I went promptly back to my main character. And I'm still palling around with Paladin Dance. And I decided to wear my XO power suit again just to get some extra... Um, to get some extra uh, material so I can fully upgrade this power suit. And um, I put down my 38 rifle and I started using a plasma rifle that I fully upgraded. It's not as powerful as... Well, I really like this gun. I, I fully upgraded everything except, except I think for the stock. And it's it's awesome. Have you ever used a plasma rifle yet, Jolene? Not really. They're uh, I. I... I've always liked energy weapons more in the Fallout series, but not so much in Fallout 4. I prefer the the ballistic huh. weapons. Is that is that the correct, correct term? Ballistic, yeah. The ones that fire bullets. <laughs> in my bullets. Yeah, yeah, I like the ones that shoot bullets. <laughs> so, um, I've been using the plasma rifle a bit, and it's a lot of fun. And I use my side or my sidearm as the alien blaster, but every time I like fire it like once or twice, I was <laughs> I was like. I, I shouldn't use this, and I put it away, so I haven't really been using that. More vertebrate escapades. I love using that thing. Super fun, although can't hit a darn thing. Um, and uh, what else did I do? I did a lot of radiant quests. Uh, the Lost Patrol was one of them that I did. That was a lot of fun um, because I'd already discovered the North Bunker, so I just kind of went there with him and was able to fully talk that uh, Brandis, is it? Is the is that the uh, Brandis? Yeah. yeah, I was able to talk uh, Brandis into um, coming back with the Brotherhood of Steel, and we fought a behemoth because I was trying to find like a clear place to have a vertebird land, mm-hmm. you know, like evac site or whatever. And I like popped a smoke, and then I hear a growl, and look over to my left, and there's a wonderful behemoth. Um, I went and cleared out the lighthouse and cleared out the Children of Adam thing there. So I just kind of did that stuff. What else did we do? We went to the Witchcraft Museum, which was a lot of fun. He, uh... Oh! One of the things we did was we did the mission, um, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's the mission where you have to uh, discover why supplies are being lost in the um, Brotherhood of Steel warehouse. Right. And so I took Paladin Dance with me, right? We sneak into the airport ruins. <laughs> we go down into the first section, and uh, Paladin Dance is like, <laughs> it's awfully dark in here. Someone with a lesser constitution would be afraid. What was that? <laughs> yes, I had him with me for that quest, and he said that, and I died. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all, because he's usually very stalwart. And professional, so to have uh, <laughs> to have have him get scared in the middle of his own like you know a lesser mind would be terrified or something like that mm-hmm. was was wonderful. So when we were in the uh, witchcraft museum, he was commenting on how heavy the footfalls were. It's like that's not human. And it took a few nuka grenades and nuke mine to take that mm-hmm. thing out. And then that was kind of it. I just did a lot of radiant stuff and powder around with him a little bit. Uh, what'd you do this week? Okay, so before we go into mine. So Paladin Brandis, you convinced him to go back to the Brotherhood. Um, have you gone back to visit him, like at the at the Pridwin? Uh, what do you mean? I have him with me now. Paladin Brandis. Oh, not yet, not yet. Okay, he gets a rad haircut, and uh, he's kind of hot for an old guy. I gotta say, <laughs> no, for real. Like he looks all crazy, all you know, hairy and horrible and and crazed. 
But like he's um, really cleans up good. <laughs> you get him back on the Fridwood. So uh, real quick, somebody in that in the chat room is just asking me how we ended the how I ended the stolen supplies mission. I left the feral ghouls to get taken care of by the Brotherhood of Steel. It's because I figured that was the best best mm-hmm. option, and it was because the guy survived, and the Brotherhood of Steel took out the. Uh, well, I know it was because the Brotherhood actually said this was the best outcome they could have wanted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Affirmation. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to make sure uh, I uh, address the chat room. Cool. Um, when I did that one, uh, I took Dance down in there, and then we took care of the problem. Uh, so you had to take care of um, the scribe then? No. No? No, the, the scribe... Uh, he was sad, but he knew we were doing the right thing. Was that maybe a speech check? Probably, because the last time I took yeah. out the ghouls, he just started shooting. <laughs> well, I convinced him that we were doing the right thing. Mm. Anyway, I played a lot of Fallout this week. So I have a lot of notes here. I'm probably going to have to edit them. Nah. Um, the patch, I got the patch installed. It's so pretty. I am <laughs> so happy. Love my game. But there was some some bugginess that happened as a result of the patch. As soon <laughs> as I booted up my game after after I installed the patch, it appeared that somebody had flipped my chessboard that had all of my model robots on it. <laughs> and all of my model robots and dog meat's food dish fell through the floor. Oh. Yeah, and and there were like little bits of robots sticking out the floor. <laughs> I was able to save only two of them, Mr. Handy and Mr. Gutsy. My Protectron and my Sentry Bot are um, lost to the ether forever, and I'm very sad about that. Um, dog meat's dish is also gone. So if anybody has a clean dog dish, dog meat's I'm looking for one. <laughs> And I've noticed that with the patch, my gas station is now getting attacked all the dang time. <laughs> Constantly. By death claws, by Whoa. raiders, by Brotherhood of Steel vertebrates. And I'm still friends with the Brotherhood of Steel, but their vertebrates attack my gas station. What? Yeah. I can walk onto the Pridwin, I can do radiant quests. The vertebrate does not shoot at me, but it shoots at all of my settlers. Was was this part of the uh, glitchiness that you've experienced after the finishing the story? Yes. Mm. And I, I, I noticed that I, the gas station is being attacked by much bigger, badder raiding parties than before. Hmm. Previously, I would get two or three super mutants, occasionally a suicider. And now it's just like waves of raiders descending on my gas station. <laughs> and- like 300 here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The Red Rocket! I actually, the other day, <laughs> I posted on Twitter a picture of the 300 guy. <laughs> Tonight, we dine in Ten Pines Bluff! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nice. I started up a new character. Uh, I didn't uh, play them. I just started them and got <laughs> to the vault. And, um... I noticed that during the beginning, when you're listening to Ron Perlman, the news anchor, he says he's talking about baseball and that it is the unquestionably, inescapably American pastime. Huh. The same line that President Eden uses when talking about baseball in Fallout 3. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought that was a really cool throwback. Yeah, 
I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm getting lots of new enemy types in my gameplay. Uh, Super Mutant Primus is a new thing. Um, I, I thought it was, yeah, Primus. Primus. I don't know. thought it would be Primus. Um, my being a, a from the Southwest, from New Mexico, a Lopez, my immediate uh, reaction is Primos. Super Mutant Primos. Wow. <laughs> But no, the super mutants. <laughs> while they are our distant cousins, they are not our primos. So there were also some different. I'm sorry, I'm moving along. <laughs> there are also some different varieties of rad scorpion that I've run across. I've been hanging with Curie still, <laughs> and uh, Curie's so cute. I really like Curie, and I love how she acts like a tourist. We'll be just mm. you know walking along. She's like, oh. Oh, hello. I wonder if they have the tourist brochure. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, look, the gift shop. Like, she's so cute. And I actually feel kind of bad taking her into combat because she's so sweet, you know? Yeah. Um, I did her quest. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil Curie's quest. It's a fun one. So it's, it's cool. And if you haven't done Curie's quest, you should do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I will say, to keep it vague, that I helped her, but I felt kind of weird about it. Um, yeah. Hmm. But we, we resolved Curie's quest, hmm. and I still love Curie, and I am now best friends with Curie. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's that. I'm not going to – I'll leave that for the spoiler cast sometime if we do another spoiler cast. Oh, we'll do another spoiler cast. Dang it. We'll do another one. And as a side note here, when we're talking about companions, the uh, – the insecurity of the companions is really starting to get annoying. Every time I go back to the gas station to dump off my stuff, <laughs> every time, like three or four of the different friends are like, hey, hey, you know, when we talked and I laid all that stuff about my feelings <laughs> on you, like, I hope, I hope, you know, that doesn't affect our relationship. And like, Kate is like, I really just need to hear you say it. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to go through the same exact dialogue options. No, we're totally best friends. (laughs) Well, that's... This would never change the way I feel about you. (laughs) And I'm so tired of it. I feel like the reason they have that has to be so that you're not locked out of a romance. You know, if you, because you have low speech, you can level up your charisma and then go back and try to get that romance. I feel like that has to be the reason why. But I think they should have made it where you instigate that conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just, and I'm like running through my companions to get to my chest at the, <laughs> to dump my stuff in. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Preston's like, hey, is this a better time for us to have that talk? No. But you've no, got, it's not. But you've got a settlement. Somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm your settlement. I want to be so, your settlement. I'm tired of that. They're, uh, they need to get some self-esteem. Darn it. <laughs> I've been using the combat rifle almost constantly. Hmm. And I ran out of ammo for it. I I had like 1,600 bullets. And all of a sudden, I had no bullets. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm just going to use whatever I have the most ammo for. And I had over six thousand rounds of thirty-eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so the thirty-eight. Thought, okay. 
guess I'm using a pipe weapon. <laughs> yes. So I got this pipe pistol and I modded it out all to heck. And I named it the three pipe problem, which is a Sherlock Holmes reference. And uh, I gave it like a marksman, a bunch of marksman upgrades. So the barrel on this pistol is like a yard long and my character <laughs> holds it. And it just, it's this ridiculous thing. And I it's love like, it. Have you ever seen Johnny English? Yeah. It's like that pistol. It's like that. It shoots through schools. <laughs> <laughs> Or not Johnny Dog. English, Johnny Dangerously. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Johnny Dangerously. What were you saying? <laughs> Have you met Gene the Dog Seller? No, I've been seeing everyone like having these like kennels. Like, okay. All these dogs and kennels and stuff. I was at my gas station and I had, I had you know, dumped off all my inventory. Mm -hmm. And I slept in my bed and I woke up and Paladin Dance said something snarky. And uh, this... <laughs> My man was just standing right here in my face. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you want to buy a dog? <laughs> no, just to be the most creepiest person ever. So I bought his dog and now she's my dog and uh, I call her Molly. And it doesn't let you actually name the dog. It's just junkyard dog. But I call her Molly. <laughs> um, she lives in Dog Meets Dog House. Um, most of the time I built her her own dog house, but there you go. I don't know. <laughs> I got a, uh, a very special weapon. I willy wike it. It's called the Wazer Wifle. Is it actually, is it actually the Wazer Wifle? It's actually the Wazer Wifle. Really? <laughs> it was given to me by the post game spoiler character. The what? Oh, oh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Hmm. So, that was cool. I spent a ton of time working on settlements. I'm sorry, I'll try to move it along. Um, <laughs> no. My, my castle is so beefed up now that, like, a mole rat could not get in here without me knowing about it. Uh, I filled in all the walls with the concrete floor thing that ah, you told yeah, me about. Yeah, yeah. And it looks rad. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that tip. It no looks problem. so good. And uh, I, I moved that post-game spoiler character to the gas station. He lived at the castle automatically. Oh, the I one that always gets attacked? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know. Just move him there. It's fine. <laughs> but, you know, he'll be safer. Paladin Dance can, can babysit. And it'll uh, <laughs> be good. I built supply lines. And it's really nice having stores built at my home settlement. I no longer have to travel around to places with stores. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. And uh, the purpose of all this settlement building was because I decided it was time to get the Benevolent Leader Achievement. Oh. And I had four settlements going with some different strategies. The Taffington Boathouse, mm -hmm. Sanctuary, the Castle, and my gas station. And all four of them were doing really well, just solidly ticking upward, you know, in, in happiness. And um, they were... I really, I feel like I did a good job improving them and all my people were assigned and happy. Hard work is happy work, as Vault Tech tells us. And uh, <laughs> it was going really well. I was really happy. I was like, I don't know what people are talking about, how this achievement is, is so glitchy and weird. I, I'm just, you know, keeping it simple and mm -hmm. everything seems fine. And I was 
just neglecting all the other settlements because I was working on these far uh, Finch Farm is under attack. Oh, sucks to be them. <laughs> yeah, they got to handle it. And then all of a sudden, the Red Rocket and Sanctuary plummeted from 91 happiness to 78 happiness Ooh. to 54 happiness. Oh. And I checked them and they had zero water and zero beds. I know I installed water and beds. Weird. They suddenly forgot about them. I traveled back and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course we have water and beds. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously we have water and beds. And I was so mad. I was like ready to flip a table. Ugh, I was so mad. And then uh, I, I tweeted about my anger on, on Twitter and uh, I got a ton of strategies tweeted back at me. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, everybody. And uh, I used the one settler strategy that was tweeted at me by two people, Grumpy Gaz and uh, Micah Fournier. I probably mispronounced your name, Micah, and I'm sorry. And let me describe this method if anybody wants to use it because it works. At an empty settlement, you put 20 days worth of food and water in the workbench and you do not plant crops. You would build one turret and you... Uh, build one level two bar and you need one sleeping bag or bed and mm. a place for you to wait a chair or another bed or something you move a settler from one of your other settlements to this place and uh, assign him to work at the bar you wait and sleep and then wait and sleep and just watch that happiness tick slowly up you do not have to build a bunch of crates or anything to get the settlement into the yellow uh, it's okay for you to not have it built up. Hmm. And you also don't need to do it at a small settlement. I did it at Spectacle Island. Hmm. So that was the only empty settlement I had. <laughs> and it unlocked the achievement, so that worked. Awesome. And uh, I, I we talked earlier about my weird post-game glitchiness. Mm -hmm. um, Desdemona thinks that Glory is dead. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's too bad about Glory. And Glory's walking by behind <laughs> her, like, say, looking at us. It's like the camera pan over just a smidge, and Glory's just kind of, like, looking. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, a group of people that I definitely destroyed attacked my castle. Again? Again. Huh. It was just exactly like the first time they attacked my castle. Weird. Remnants. Super weird. Remnants. And I'm friends with the Brotherhood of Steel. Totally friends. I'm a paladin. They love me. And their vertebrates keep coming to attack my gas station. Wow. So Yeah, that's weird. Very weird. And go ahead. No, I was say you blow them out of the sky and then they'll get mad at you? I don't shoot at them. My companions blow them out of the sky. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> nice. So. One last thing I did was I, I picked up my Jon Snow character mm. and went and checked out Covenant. So that was very cool. And uh, that's something we should talk about on the spoiler cast. Yeah. But cool. I will say that the only survivor was Maisie the Cat. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that on the spoiler cast. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Awesome. Uh, Sorry, that was so long. No, no, no. There was something I wanted to touch on at the beginning, and I do not now remember what it was so never mind <laughs> anyway uh Sorry. no i forget what it was but um we have had uh 
a um, challenge last week where it was called Naked and Afraid. And basically, um, you left the vault, put it on survival, stripped naked, and survived or tried. So what we have for you uh, viewers here are the results. We have another slideshow. Um, and for all of you listeners out there, you could uh, see these on Twitter. If you just use the hashtag FOTR challenge, you can see all of the uh, screenshots we're going to show you guys now. So let's go ahead and get into our slideshow. Okay, that one is Micah. And he didn't make it out of the vault. Oh, wet, wet. He didn't get far enough to be able to take off his, his vault suit. Mm-hmm. And very good. Was that he oh, fell he to just, the roaches? Yeah. Oh, he did. Died to the roaches. Ah. He didn't even get out of the vault. Well, I, f- I feel bad in saying that we did mention like after you <laughs> get out of the vault because you kind of have to get past those and fight them because you can't even pick yeah. up the pit boy if you're in combat. So. And you need that to get out. So at least he tried being very heroic and surviving that whole thing. And now next up, I don't know. Liz fell to the blood bug outside Concord. Concord. <laughs> Concord. That sounds fine. Concord. I would Concord. Yeah, that's incorrect. Concord. <sighs> anyway, she fell to the. She was Concord by the uh, blood bug. Concord by the blood bug. <laughs> so anyway. okay that one everyone's grouching that's chromeisty who went to spectacle island really Mm -hmm. wow that was ballsy yeah it's not a very easy place to uh survive not so much but there he is look at his rads surviving (laughs) oh he had to swim so that's why his rads are like yeesh all right next one is that one is Vendertron. He oh. made it to the Boston mayoral shelter. That is terrifying. Yeah, I love how his character just looks like, oh, just so scared. Yeah, that and all is... all filthy. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> what is that? That one is... Oh, it's so good. Real Big Kong made Ron Jeremy. Ugh. And he tweeted... Naked but never afraid. Look out, ladies of the wasteland. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So creepy. That is real creepy. (laughs) Yow. Okay. Well, moving on from that. So funny. Nice little epic uh, screenshot here. And is Joshi Neurotic. His character, Jon Snow, made it to level two before falling to a raider. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. And then we have, I can't, oh, that's a person at a death claw. Opie4386. Oh, um, Opie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was hanging out at the uh, the witness stream the yeah. other day. Hey, Opie. <laughs> yeah, there's his. Did he, did, he say, did, did he say how long he survived? I don't think so. If he did, I didn't write it down. Okay. And then there's mine, I believe. Yes, that's mine. Yes, I included two pictures of yours <laughs> once they could see the horror of the character you created. <laughs> I don't know why I create ridiculous-looking characters for knockoff characters. <laughs> um, but there's that guy, and then here's his death. <laughs> yep. Just head gone, arm gone, explosion happiness. So, yeah, you can't really catch the explosion because, again, I was dead when it happened. Whoa! <laughs> that one is scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. That chased. is Grumpy Gaz. 
He sent oh. in a little video, and he oh, survived yeah. 18 minutes. 18 you should minutes. check out his video on the, on the Twitter. <laughs> and in this picture, he's being chased by like 18 marks. Yeah, let's see. I can count like five on screen. <laughs> and one's glowing, I think, back there. Mm-hmm. And then let's see. Next up. This one is... A little noir. Pete Zombie, who sent in this black and white slideshow set to music uh-huh. of his character, Yao Guai Grills. And I recommend everybody <laughs> look at this video. I gotta check that it's out. It's so funny. And he's just chilling with the overseer of this vault. Just chilling. And uh, That's awesome. that was my favorite part of his video. There were several times when he was just interacting with people. So good. <laughs> a little noir looking there. Mm-hmm. Although it's a very strange noir. In his little shorts. Oh, and there we are, back to the beginning. So yeah, thank you everyone for being a part of that challenge. It was a lot of fun and a lot of difficultness happened there. Oh, one more. Uh, do we have one more? We didn't get a screenshot from John Peacock. You know John Peacock. He's the, the gentleman that approached us about the mod. Oh, yes. Good guy. But he named his character Nakey Doodle, <laughs> which I thought was too good not to share. That's awesome. He died in the Museum of Freedom. Aww. Uh Yeah, thank you guys for everyone who submitted. That was amazing. Um, we have another one that was actually user-submitted. It's a user-submitted challenge. So this is our first one that we've used so far. Um which, by the way, if you guys have an idea for a challenge, yeah, tweet them at us or email them to us, and we will take a look at them. So this week, it's the Journey to Mordor on survival, my idea. Walk from Sanctuary to the, cent- to the Crater of Adam and toss in your wedding ring. Swords and axes only. Healing items is lem- ne- Lemnus Bread, a.k.a. Fancy Lad's Snack Cakes. And don't forget to save first if you don't want to lose your wedding ring. So that I thought this one was so funny. The chat room came up with that. Yeah. So that that's it. Journey to Mordor, and don't forget Mordor, and don't forget to use the hashtag FOTR challenge when you submit your screenshots or your YouTube videos. That way we can find them easily, and everyone else can too. So yeah, that is our gameplay for the week. We're gonna go ahead and get into our history and lore segment. So take it away, Shalene. Okay. Thanks, Rick. I just wanted to include a tiny bit of background history on President Lincoln. Uh, this is just like the, the very beginning bit of his Wikipedia article. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States, serving from March 1861 until his assassination in April of 1865. Uh, Lincoln led the United States through the Civil War, its bloodiest and uh, uh, terrible crisis. And in doing so, he preserved the Union, abolished slavery, strengthened the federal government, and modernized the economy. Just a a tiny bit of history for uh, anybody that may not be super familiar with Lincoln. Uh, I know we have a a very large non-American audience. uh, Wasn't he a vampire hunter, too? Yes, also a vampire hunter. I thought so. Yes, totally true. So. That's a little bit about Abraham Lincoln. And he's a figure that is very important to the lore of Fallout, particularly the lore of Fallout 3. And uh, one of the places in which he figures most prominently is the Temple of the Union. So here's here's our lore segment on the Temple of the Union. Here we go. Featured in Fallout 3, the Temple of the Union is located in the Capital Wasteland, north of Canterbury Commons and south of the Grizzly Diner. A group of escaped slaves who want to create a safe haven to protect and give hope to fellow runaway slaves. The ex-slaves are led by Hannibal Hamlin, who spent 23 years of his life as a slave. 
And I'd like to say, uh, this is not something I included in the notes, but I should have. Hannibal Hamlin gives these bombastic speeches about Lincoln, and they're just inaccurate and hilarious. <laughs> it's like the guy and he'll say, like, Abraham Lincoln was a Tucky Tearsman. <laughs> Meaning what? A, a Kentucky frontiersman. <laughs> he was born a Tucky Tearsman. <laughs> the meaning of this title has been lost to time. But what was important? <laughs> it's like the Museum of History or the the uh, oh the museum in the Mo in Cronin Rivet City. And baseball guy. No, in Rivet City. In Rivet City. Oh yeah. Yeah, how he just got all the history wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. I immediately thought of Mo Cronin's baseball <laughs> story. Nope. In uh, in Fallout 4. Nope. But anyways, Hannibal Hamlin's Abraham Lincoln speeches are hilarious. If you haven't listened to them, you should YouTube that or go play. <laughs> go find it. After escaping slavery, Hannibal Hamlin devoted his life to saving other slaves. He found the head of Lincoln's statue and took it as a sign, establishing the Temple of the Union. He gives anti-slavery speeches to his people every day. He's named after Lincoln's first vice president, who was an abolitionist. Uh -huh. And several other members of the temple are named after Lincoln's cabinet members. Bill Seward is named after William Seward, who was the Secretary of State. And Simone is named after Simon Cameron, who was the Secretary of War. Oh. And Caleb Smith was his Secretary of the Interior. There we go. Of course, the dog, Four Score, is named for the first line of the Gettysburg Address. I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know they had a dog. <laughs> there is a dog. I went and visited the Temple of the Union today in my uh, follow-up save. Awesome. So, that was fun. The Temple of the Union, they revere Abraham Lincoln and wish to set up in the Lincoln Memorial. This is the starting point for the Head of State quest. <laughs> Gosh. How many... How many... How many noggin references are they going to give to Abraham Lincoln's? <laughs> it's pretty funny um, that that's a, a pun that the game made there. <laughs> um, Hamlin tasks you with scouting the Lincoln Memorial and securing a picture of how it originally looked because they wish to restore it. The player can find a Lincoln Memorial poster in the Museum of History along with several other Lincoln artifacts. And if the player can side with Hamlin or the player can side with the slavers that are there. Leroy Walker, who's the leader of the slaver group, he's named after the Confederate Secretary of War who fired on Fort Sumter starting the Civil War. So the reason why are they called the Temple of the Union, do you think, Rick? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. It's because engraved above Lincoln's head in the Lincoln Memorial are the words, In this temple, as in the hearts of the people for whom he saved the Union, the memory of Abraham Lincoln is enshrined forever. But in Fallout, all of the words are obscured except for Temple of the Union. <laughs> all right. I did not know any of that. <laughs> so now I do. Um, and if anyone wants to, is there any more information that people could find out about this? Yeah, um, they could check out the uh, Fallout Wiki. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, but we do the research in case you don't want to. Anyway, continuing on with the Lincoln lore. Hmm. 
I can't force that in anything. Continuing on with the Lincoln lore, um, we're going to talk about all the Lincoln stuff that's in the Fallout 3 game, and you've probably found a good bit of it um, just running around or by quest. Uh, but there are eight Lincoln artifacts. I don't even know if I found all of these. There are eight Lincoln artifacts, and they, be, they can be kept or sold to Hannibal Hamlin, Leroy, Leroy Walker, or Abraham Washington, uh, half-named after Lincoln. I didn't realize that you could sell this to Hannibal Hamlin, and who is Leroy Walker? The leader of the slaves, the slavers. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. These items are located in the in the history of the Museum of History, and the one that I always used and I loved this thing was the Lincoln Repeater. This is a unique lever action rifle that does fifty damage, double that of the hunting rifle. It uses forty four magnum rounds. The strongest shingle, single shot precision rifle in the game. Zero spread. Wow. Based on the Henry rifle with engraved gold mounting and serial number six that was given to Lincoln by the New Haven Arms Company in hopes that he would purchase the rifles during the Civil War. And did he or did not he purchase them? Do you know, Shalene? I don't know. Okay. No. Well, you can look that up for yourself. You can also find Lincoln's hat. You can get Lincoln's hat? You can get Lincoln's hat. You can wear Lincoln's hat. Man, I did not know that. It bestows plus one intelligence and plus five speech. Um, I had no idea you could get that. And I did not know that you could get Lincoln's voice. A phonograph, the earliest known (laughs) recording device invented in 1857, transcribed sound waves for visual analysis, unable to play back a recording. Based on the legend that DeMartinville and the the phonograph's inventor made a recording of Lincoln's voice. So you can find that that thing. I don't know if that was... I have to look into that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I have that on my, my shelf in my Megaton house. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I had no idea that that thing was ever existed. Uh, this I one, never sell these Lincoln artifacts. I, I use them to decorate my house. No, not phonograph, phonograph. <laughs> you the gotta phonograph remember. was a predecessor to the phonograph. <laughs> you gotta remember, it was the 1857, so all their names sounded ridiculously whimsical. Um, anyway, uh, Abraham... Abraham Lincoln action figure. This one I did find. It was a little wooden figure that you could find, and it's holding a ninja sword with another strapped on his back. And please tell me that that was a reference to the Vampire Slayer, because didn't he have swords in that, or was that the zombie one? I can't remember. They threw Lincoln. Well, whatever into... it was, it happened after Fallout. Was it? Because I thought they. Yeah. I thought they did a zombie one during that time. I the zombie remember. one wasn't to do with with uh, Lincoln. The zombie one was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No, no. Is that what you're thinking of? They did a Lincoln zombie thing. Anyway. No, it's not a Lincoln zombie thing. Ugh. Making that up. Ugh. Civil War draft poster, which I did find. The Lincoln's Diary, an antique Lincoln coin collection. What? Yeah, that was just, uh, it was just pre-war pennies. Huh. That's all it was. It's pretty cool. The John Wilkes Booth wanted poster refers to the historical assassination, as we uh, uh, mentioned above, the assassination of Lincoln by Booth at Ford's Theater in 1865. And the Lincoln Memorial poster can also be sold to Abraham Washington or Lee Warry Walker if you do not wish to help Hamlin. So that's a little bit there. If you feel like going to find these things, they are in the History uh, Museum there in the mall. Uh, apparently, they're... Some of them are difficult to find because as many times as I've been in there, I've never, ever found some of those. And that's a really dark building is it, part it, of the issue. And and there are a lot of little corners. I remember actually that being like the first, holy crap, this game is intense moment mm-hmm. where I was just walking along um, and I looked up. For some reason, I just kind of like looked up and there's like this corner 
of a piece of paper and my cursor flashed over it and it said pick up or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? And it, it was the, uh, um, it was the, uh, I think it was the draft poster or something. I don't know. One of the posters was like barely visible and it blew my mind that they would just randomly stick something somewhere, like just wherever. And cause I, yeah, it was the first fallout I ever played. So it just, it was just like, holy crap, this is going to be super hard to play this game because they just stick stuff wherever they like. Like what if they hide a very important key behind a bookcase that you never, ever will be able to find. Like I remember in oblivion too, there was a glass helmet that was like just thrown in the middle of the ocean that you could go find. And like, it was just laying on the ocean floor. Nothing ever pointed you to it. You just had to go find it. I love that. I love that about that, uh, about Bethesda and this Lincoln stuff was the first time that it hit me in fallout that this kind of hidden treasure existed. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into our listener emails and, uh, Shalene, why don't you take the first one? Okay. This one came from Joe. Hey guys, I've been wanting to email you since I started listening three weeks ago, but I wanted to wait until it was current on the episodes. I love the podcast and cast of both real and in-game characters, Forrest Gump and Rick's couple. I was simply searching for Fallout podcasts when I found you, and I was hooked from episode zero. As an audio listener only, even the weird pauses are still entertaining. You guys get me through the workday, and I want to thank you for that. By the way, I am the only person that uses Vans. (laughs) I decided to take that (laughs) title from Shaleen. I have been waiting to see if anyone else brought this up, but what are your thoughts on Rage? And if you haven't played it, you should, with the Scorcher DLC. After your 400 hours of Fallout 4, of course. Thanks for the hours of entertainment, Jovi. Um, I actually have never played Rage. I played about maybe an hour or two of Rage and got violently motion sick. Oh. I thought it was really cool. I wanted to play it, but, like, I had to curl up in the fetal position in a dark room for hours afterward. <laughs> um, that game destroyed me. <laughs> okay. Well, I've never played it, so I'll have to look into that at, um, at some point. But Joseph Tao, thank you very much, kind sir, in the chat room says, I think Rick may be talking about the Abraham Lincoln versus zombies, Shaleen, Shaleen, mm-hmm. that I think was on Netflix for a while. So I'm sure that's a real gem of, of the film industry. I didn't say it was any good. I just said that he fought zombies. <laughs> So, I still think it's possible that you made this up and then built the time machine and went back in time and funded this film. Well, we will never know, will we? Uh, because there's there's no way this should be a thing that exists. <laughs> there's a lot of media that should just not exist, but it does. Regardless, Moving I think on. Fallout, Fallout is not influenced by it. <laughs> fine, fine. Moving on to our second email. Um Hey, I feel like I already know you. And this is from, who's this from? Justin. Justin. I'm not even going to attempt that last name because I will just offend everyone. Hey, I feel like I already know you guys. I've listened to you guys more than my girlfriend. Maybe I shouldn't have read this out loud. Since Fallout 4 dropped. I love the show. I currently drive to New York City from New Jersey. It's about an hour, 30-minute drive if I'm lucky. So I have plenty of downtime to listen to all the Fallout podcasts. Don't tell anyone, but you're my favorite. Oops. <laughs> Uh, oops, yeah, I didn't, uh, oop, dang it. Uh, I really enjoy the lore section. It's almost like an audiobook, which brings me to my next point. A Fallout novel. I love playing video games, but I also enjoy reading. I really enjoy reading about video games. I was wondering if you'd like to see a Fallout novel, and how would it work? 
P.S. I also do some writing in my downtime. I already have five pages or so into a fanfic about Fallout, and I was wondering if you guys would like to read it and maybe give it some feedback. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we'd totally love to read it. You could you get twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Back to that zombie movie. Anyway, yeah, we'd love to read it. If you just e- if you wanted to email us a segment, it'd be great. To, it'd be great to check out. Um, on that note about a Fallout novel, my mind went back to. And I cannot think of what it was that I read as a kid, but it was this weird series of books, and I was young, I had never seen them before, it was a weird series of books that were like, create your own story, like you get to a page, it's like, turn to page 30 to like, make this choice. choose your own adventure book. Yeah, and I remembered, I did that, and I turned to page 30, and it's like, you were stabbed in the back, and your brother was like, like, thrown overboard with a weight around his ankle, and like, I remember like, these kids were like 13 and 14 and they were just murdered on a yacht. Like in my little brain, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> like this is the horrible story. But yeah, that's what my brain goes to is like these and create your own adventure, uh, adventure novels for fallout. That might work, but I'd have a feeling they'd be like horribly cheesy. I think that's a terrible idea. What? I think it's a terrible idea. Well, of course it'd be a terrible Choose idea. Choose your own adventure novels. But of course it'd be a terrible idea. I yeah, that's that's a terrible idea. But a Fallout novel is a really good idea. And I would love to have I'd love to write one. What you need I to do. I would love to read one. Um I read a lot. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. Um I read a lot. And uh I play a lot of video games and I've read a lot of video game novels and some of them were really bad. Um the Assassin's Creed one the fable one real bad the halo ones are incredible Hmm. i read ghosts of onyx like once a year um it's so good love it so much so i know that video game books can work they just need to find a great author to do it and um i i think nick cole would be a great author for that he's not super well known he did uh some great post-apocalyptic books that I have loved very much. Uh, you should check them out. They're not on Audible. Therefore, they have not been in the uh, Audible section of the <laughs> podcast. But uh, Old Man in the Wasteland, I think, is the first one. That's uh, something I would recommend highly. And I think he would write great Fallout novels. But I- I'd love it. I would like Fallout novels. Okay, go there ahead. we go. Carry uh, on. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of took that. No, no, you, no. That's very good. Oh. I, I think if we, if they ever decided to write a Fallout novel, they should write it about you know, and then change the title to like it's, another apocalypse happened elsewhere I think, <laughs> or something. I, I think it should be like uh, just stories about some of our our characters that we that we like. Because uh, it can't feature, you know, protagonist characters because the protagonist is is who you make them. But it could be like um, like the story of Kellogg crossing America. True. That has to be a heck of a story. Yeah, very true. Because they made you feel a little sad for that guy, so. The chat room recommends Karen Travis as a potential author. She wrote some great Halo novels, man. That lady wrote some great Halo novels. I uh, look. She I, also she also was a writer on Gears of War look, series. I just literally finished my first book. Now, the first book that I ever bought myself. I'll clarify. I've read books before, but I just finished my first one. So, getting into something like this is going to be a little difficult for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I'm not a big, big reader, though I'm trying. I'm going to be purchasing my next book. Uh, what is it? A pa- the, the Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan is going to be what I'm picking up, so I'm excited to excited to read that one. Anyway, that uh, yeah. So thank you, Justin, for that uh, for that email. It definitely sparked a good conversation, especially in our chat room too. And uh, you, uh, yeah. So do you have any announcements or anything? Any final thoughts, Shaleen? No. Cool. Well, I do. Uh, listeners, viewers, is there someone you would like to see on Fallout off the record? If so, let us know who they might be. And if you know them or have interacted with them before, tweet at them or politely and, and just let them know you'd like to see them on the show. And definitely let us know, too, so that way we can get some ideas of who we'd like to get in as a guest or something. Um, so, yeah, that'd be that'd be really, really awesome. Um, don't Throw them out in the chat room. We won't remember them again. Yeah, anything that you put in the chat room, like we love you in the chat room, but if you want us to remember it in a week from now, you need to send it in via an email. Yeah, email or text. And how, how can they email that? How can well, email? not text. What the frick am I thinking? Tweet. tweet. Yeah, well, they could email us at falloutotr at gmail.com, and they can tweet at us at falloutotr on Twitter. They can tweet at Shaleen, at Shaleen L, and you can tweet at me, at Rick McVick all on Twitter. Like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of our shows and our channel would love to see new subscribers. Uh, Also, leave a comment. We love reading your YouTube comments. We really, really do. You can find our show on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review on either of them. Leave a five-star and it'll earn you a shout-out, just like these. Wow! Are they trying to screw me up this time? Oscar Inkspots. I don't like you. (laughs) You're so... You can just... Oscar Inkspots from the UK, Kid Tick from uh, the UK, Dean Tripp. That one I couldn't have gotten. Kid Tick? Yeah, that one, I would have gone with Kididic. Kididic? (laughs) Yeah, I just added. That that rolls better. Um, But yeah, and then uh, Dean Tripp, LH214, I got that one. And Jack3067 from Australia. Thank you so much for leaving us five-star reviews. We love it. Uh, We record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash Network slash live. And you can check out our other great QGN shows. You can check out other great QGN shows, not our other QGN shows, streaming live on YouTube and sometimes Twitch. Elder Scrolls off the record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age off the record, Warcraft off the record, and Dancing with Daggers that comes on later this evening on Twitch.tv slash Network. Now... Dancing with Daggers tonight is doing something a little different. I don't know if they're doing a stream, but they are doing a, um, I don't know. There was a screenshot of a bunch of them in their guild naked. Oh, it was a uh, uh, keep what you claim quest. So if you are part of the ESO TR guilds or if you're a fan of ESO and you have an account there, hook up with the Dancing with Daggers guys because tonight what they're doing, they're doing a dungeon run, but they're starting unarmed and naked. And you get you basically keep what you find. So the only way you can get gear and weapons and stuff is by picking it off the dead bodies that you kill. So, um, but but yeah. So you check that out. Um, I think ten or ten thirty tonight. Yes. All right. Ten thirty. I'm never sure. I should have checked that and I, I put think that in the notes. I think it's 1030. Anyway. They posted it on Twitter, so you can go to ESOTR Daggers on Twitter, I believe is their Twitter handle. I'm not sure. And uh, see it there. Awesome. Uh, thanks for so, Thank you so much for listening, um, dear viewers and listeners, and we will see you next week. What's your last word for the uh, tonight, Shaleen? 
four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal.